0: thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Marvelous Mouse Talk. I'm your host, Marcela Zimmerman, and I'm joined today by Chelsea Hart. Hi. And Carrie Dillon. Hi. As always, this podcast is brought to you by MarvelousMouseTravels.com, where we're creating marvelous memories, one family at a time. Chelsea and Carrie recently returned from a social media event at Disney World, where they got to experience some of the newest rides, experiences, and events that Disney World has to offer. Ladies, I am so excited to hear about everything that's coming this spring. Where should we start? Like, What did you all do on your first day?
1: Well, Chelsea um, arrived prior to me, and she attended a social media event. So she can um, fill you in on that good stuff.
2: Yeah, so the first day we actually got to do, um, everything was at Animal Kingdom. So we had a dinner at Tiffin's which I had always been really leery of booking for myself because I'm a very picky eater and their menu intimidated me. But now going forward, I will definitely be going back. Everything I had was so good there. And everything that we had you know, was on the regular menu. And we also got to do the Rivers of Light dessert party. But while we were eating, um, we had some people you know, from Animal Kingdom come in and talk to us about some new things coming up this spring. Because this year is a very big year for Animal Kingdom because it will be the 50th anniversary of Earth Day as a holiday and the 25th anniversary of um, the Disney's Wildlife Conservation Fund. So all April, they're going to have some special offerings, um, special character meet and greets. They're also going to be doing a lecture series. With a lot of National Geographic photographers, scientists, and even Joe Rody will be doing some of these talks as well. And they'll all be held in the theater in the wild, which is where Fininimo is. So a lot going on the month of April at Animal Kingdom.
0: That's awesome, especially Joe Rody doing that. Yeah, I, know, so I, got,
1: I got to meet him when we um, did the Pandora opening, and he is definitely a pretty cool guy.
0: Yeah, he seems like it.
1: So talented. Yeah, and he'll actually be doing
2: two separate things there. So he'll be doing the regular speaker series in the theater, but then they'll also be offering these more intimate talks where you have a dinner
1: at Tiffin's
2: and can listen
1: to him speak. So I'm like you, Chelsea. I'm a super picky eater, so I've never eaten at Tiffin's either. I like to go to the Nomad Lounge that's connected to it and right. I'll have like an appetizer and a drink. But... Um, I haven't been to Tiffin's, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, it's
2: really good. I, like I said, I was actually contemplating eating something before we went just because I wasn't sure if I was going to like anything. And I'm glad that I didn't. Everything that came out, I ate. Um. So yeah, I was nervous, but everything I, everything that came out, I ate and everything that they had for us, like I said, is on the regular menu. So it wasn't anything, you know, different from the normal menu. So I'm excited to go back and I think a lot of people feel the same way as we do. And there usually is some decent availability there. So,
1: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> a signature restaurant. So I, I think that those tend to um, be a little more open with their availability. Yeah. Well, and there's certainly no shortage of food. I know the entire time I was down there, all they did was feed us.
2: <laughs> <It's> constantly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: at the dessert party, it's, I, I mean, there was so much stuff there to eat. You, there's no way you could have everything. No way. And, and so much so is included. Yeah, because it's not just the desserts that are included. There's also drinks. So there's beer, wine, specialty drinks. And then, of course, you know, like water, soda, juices, iced tea, stuff like that. So there is so much included with that. And it's it was actually really nice to be able to watch Rivers of Light because where the dessert party is held, when the show actually starts, you have a choice. You can sit. There's reserved seating. It's in, you know, the first about seven rows right down, down the steps from the main um, area where everything is, or you could stay up there, or you could actually go up a flight. So you could watch it from all different angles and you don't have to deal with everyone in front of you. So it was really nice to end the night like that.
1: I like Rivers and Light. Cool. I
2: think it's a great show. Yeah. And especially now that they redid it, it's even more enjoyable for me.
0: So after Animal Kingdom, where did y'all get to stay at for
1: your experience? So they put us um, both up at uh, Riviera resort, which is Disney's newest resort. Um, We were both in one bedroom suites and it is amazing. Um, I could live there. (laughs) The resort (laughs) is absolutely amazing. And the room is, I, I mean, Chelsea, isn't it amazing?
2: It is. I never want to stay anywhere else on on Disney property. I really don't. I didn't want to leave. Checking out was the worst thing I've ever done.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I've always loved the um, Yacht Club. The Yacht Club's always been, like, my favorite of the resorts. But this one, I don't know. And it has the Skyliner as well, which I love as a transportation option. Um, Yeah, it's so
2: convenient. Because the day we left, I used that. I I was on it probably six times going all over. Right,
1: right. It's so quick and easy. And what I think what people don't realize is it's not like a bus or even a monorail or a boat where you sit there and you stand and you wait for it to arrive. It's continuously moving. So the second you get there, you get on and you go. So it's it's such a quicker, easier mode of transportation. And
2: I actually love that when you're taking it from Riviera or even from Caribbean, cause it's the same line to Epcot that you can actually see, you know, the construction that's going on for the Radicui ride. and you know, Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. So what did y'all get to do on your second day? So that was still just me. Um, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> arrive
1: until that evening.
2: Yeah. So we went to Epcot and we had a really nice breakfast. There is a upstairs room in where the Coral Reef restaurant is. So we were in that upstairs event space for breakfast. And it was cool because, you know, as we're eating, there's sea turtles and sharks swimming by. And we were presented to by a Disney Imagineer that's currently working on on a lot of stuff at Epcot. His main focus is actually the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So he was able to give us a little insight on all the new things that are coming to Epcot.
1: And there's a ton of stuff coming to Epcot.
2: Oh, yeah. it's The list goes on. I mean, with the new rides, you know, Ratatouille and Cosmic Rewinds. So those are like the two, you know, major things. There's also new shows coming. There's a new 360-degree movie coming to China. There's a new one that just opened in Canada. So the one that used to have Martin Short. Now there's a new movie. Oh, The Beauty and the Beast Sing-Along opened in France. There is a new restaurant coming, Space 220, and I'm really excited about that because we got to see some uh, concept art about what it's going to be like, and basically you're getting in this elevator, and the way the elevator is set up is it's circular and the middle is open, and when you look down, you actually see that you are leaving Earth and going up into space, so that looks really cool.
1: That
0: sounds super cool.
1: Yeah, that one they just said is going to be opening later this year. Originally, it was really um, kind of slated to be opening, I thought, in around March, um, but it looks as though it's been pushed back a bit.
2: Yeah, hopefully not too long. I don't. I think we may see a late spring opening on that. Yeah, um, they're just not committing to things. any dates yet. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to because they've they've already had to push it back, so they don't they're not releasing anything until I think it's probably going to be like the week of <laughs> when they say yeah, okay, <laughs> well. Okay. What else is Oh, there's so much coming to Epcot as far as like when you first enter. Um, if you've been there recently, you'll know that there's construction walls up all over, but so much is still going. So definitely don't miss out on going to Epcot because you think so many things are closed because it's really not. There's so much open still. They're just adding more. So they're going to have, you know, that journey of water inspired by Moana, where you can go through and interact with water in different forms and stuff like that. Um, there's also going to be a new festival center, a three-story festival center coming. So I know this year there isn't one, but, you know, once that opens, it'll be a really cool place. The Disney Play Pavilion, which looks really cool. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to be at first, and I'm still not 100% sure, but looks like a lot of interactive stuff. There's going to be something I'm excited about. It's something with Edna Mode from The Incredibles, and it's kind of going to be what they describe to us as a combination of Turtle Talk and the Animation Academy. So, you're able to make designs and Edna will critique them. So that looks like something that's really fun. And Turtle um, Talk
1: is such fun, um, like such a fun interaction. So that, that will be a lot of fun, especially with the way that she is. Right.
2: <laughs> her personality,
1: yeah. And then all of this stuff too, you can
2: actually see if you're visiting the parks now, you could get a preview of it in the Odyssey Pavilion, which is the building that's right next to Mexico, kind of in between Mexico and Test Track. They have a really cool 3D model of the entire park and it's, there's projections and screens all the way around and it's a continuous 12-minute show just showing everything new that's coming to Epcot. And then outside of that, there's a little gift shop and also really cool uh, photo opportunities. So there's one where you look like you're in the ride vehicle for Guardians of the Galaxy. There's another one where you're, you know, hanging on balloons flying up in the air. So it's a cool spot. Definitely check it out. Just the, the way they do the presentation is awesome. I could stay in there and just watch it change all day. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: And what did they tell you about like the whole Mary Poppins area? Not much. So they basically just
2: said a Mary Poppins attraction is coming to the UK Pavilion. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, They kind of, yeah, glossed over that one. But they did talk a little bit more about Ratatouille. And
1: And Ratatouille is opening in summer of 2020.
2: Yeah, so this summer, not sure yet if summer means June or August. But as we get closer, they should announce it. There's the also same room. thing with the crepery. Yes. So that should be, you can actually see that. Like you said, if you're on the Skyliner, you can actually see that the storefront of the crepery now. Yeah, it looks great back there, what they're doing. Yeah, it's just really
1: such a, a nice extension of France. And then currently right now, what they have for the nighttime show at Epcot since Illuminations ended is Epcot Forever. And ironically, Epcot Forever will not be forever, no. because <laughs> they had announced that the show that's going to replace that is called Harmonious, but they have not announced a date for that.
2: No, it's just going to be late 2020. So it will be, I believe, sometime in 2020, as long as nothing gets pushed back. But not anytime soon. It looks really cool. Like if if you go to the Epcot Experience, they they kind of show you a little bit of what it's going to look like. And it's got, it's bringing Disney characters in, you know, that typically weren't in Epcot before, like in the world showcase area. So it's bringing animation and the music of, of Disney movies into this whole spectacular.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. What I love though was that they're doing so many new things ahead of the 50th anniversary. Like as far as preparation for it, knowing that people are coming into the parks, wanting these new experiences
1: Well, and the thing is, like, they really totally have revamped um, Hollywood Studios, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's pretty much now that Galaxy's Edge is um, open, and we'll talk about making a Minnie's Runaway Railway in a few minutes, but, you, you know, that whole park has kind of had its whole revitalization, and now they're working on Epcot, and I absolutely love Epcot. World Showcase is one of my favorite parts of Walt Disney World, so I'm really excited, for them to um, pull in all these new experiences to, you know, the future world section and, you know, to even, you know, add some more additions throughout World Showcase. So it will be super exciting when it's all done. And
0: speaking of World Showcase, y'all got to eat at one of the newest restaurants there, the Regal Eagle. Um,
2: I've heard it's fabulous. What do
0: y'all have to say about
2: it? It was so good. It was really good. I wanted to try everything and add that I couldn't. Um, even before you get in, you can smell it because they actually smoke everything in-house there. So you could smell it when you're walking you know, up to it, and it, everything smells so good. And the theme of it is really cool. So basically, it is Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. He is hosting his centennial cook-off, and the theme is barbecue. So you'll see actually one of the cool things on the wall is it's um, a salute to all cook-offs but mostly barbecue, and that's a- <laughs> <laughs> so, And they have along the walls. So basically all the people that are entering this contest, you'll see their awards and accolades, and each one has a sauce or a flavor that they, they use, and you can find that in the meals. And there's actually one meal that's a really great use of a quick service credit so they have, I believe, seven different types of, you know, barbecue things. But one of them is where you can pick three meats. So you can pick three of any of those meals and then you get a side. And so that's a really great option because you're getting a lot I heard it's a, a ton of food. of food too. It's so much. And their sides are really good. I, I had, what did I have? I had a sausage sandwich and everything comes on Texas toast. So I love garlic bread. So that was Nice. And then I had mac and cheese, and it was delicious. And and everyone I was eating with, we all had something different. Not one person had a bad thing to say about anything they ate. It really was that good.
0: Yeah, all I've heard are great things about about that new restaurant.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely be stopping there. And usually, I would kind of skip over America as far as food because I felt like, well, it's stuff I can eat. I, I live here, you right. know. I want to experience the world showcase, but. No, I'm definitely when, me when it used to there. be,
1: you would get to get a burger in America. That was like the last place you would go, and you had the options of all the other.
2: Yeah, but, countries. but now, no, I'm I'm stopping there. I'm making sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard it was great. I didn't experience that. I wasn't there just yet.
2: You missed out. I, you that's what I heard. You definitely did. It was good. <laughs>
1: From there, Chelsea, you guys um, headed over to Three Bridges for the Sangria, right?
2: Yes. And I actually didn't know that that existed. And I'm mad at myself for not knowing about that because I would have done it a few times already. So it's they have Sangria University and it's at, yeah, Three Bridges, which is at Coronado Springs. It's that restaurant that's out in the middle of the water. So it's really pretty. It's open air. It's really cool vibe in there. But yeah. Sangria, okay. Yes, Sangria University was great um, for the price. You can't beat it. It was as of March 6th. The pricing is $45 a person, and it's offered on Saturdays and Sundays at 2.30, and what you get for that is you get four sangrias, and they're, they're full-size. They're not like little tasting glasses. You get a sparkling, a white, a rosé, and a red. You have your instructor who kind of goes over the history of, of sangria, and you'll be surprised how they actually tie it into Disney. And then what you do is you get to create your own sangria. So you pick a type of wine, you pick a type of liquor, and then they have different juices and garnishes, and they they give you all the ingredients, and you mix it up yourself for as much or as little as you want. You get to make your own, and then you get a little certificate that says you are now a master sommelier. So. It's a really cool experience. It's great if you're with a group of friends or a birthday party, bachelorette party. It's just like a fun
1: thing to do. And then you Yeah, can and the it. pricing is really reasonable for what you get. I mean, yeah, for 5 like, drinks? Yes. That's $9 a drink for just the drinks. You know, but on top of it, you have, you know, everything else. It's an experience.
2: Yeah, oh, it's well worth it. And about how long does it last? It's about an hour for that mm-hmm. class. And if you do have a larger group, so if you have 10 or more people, you can actually do a private class and you are able to schedule it on days and times other than that Saturday and Sunday. So like I said, if you have a group or you're doing some kind of group event and you have 10 or more people, you can, you can have it made where it's just you guys on a different day or time.
1: Yeah, very cool. There's so many. They just keep introducing so many new, really cool experiences throughout Walt Disney World. Yeah, there's no way you can go and, like, do everything. Every time you come, there's going to be
2: something new.
0: Well, I like how this one's kind of like an adult-only, like, night-out type thing, you know? Right. Uh, Yeah. So it's not kid-geared so much.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, going back to that, too, like, Coronado Springs now with the new Grand Destino Tower, which is absolutely beautiful and breathtaking. But like that whole entire resort has so much to offer now. Such great dining um, locations. And so that was at the point where I kind of arrived and we then had dinner at Three Bridges. Um, And dinner was delicious, right, Chelsea? Yeah.
2: And I've eaten there before. It's one of my new like go-to spots.
1: Yeah, it's so beautiful there, it's so nice, and then the food is great. The only thing to note with that is
2: it just doesn't accept dining plans, but right. it is well worth paying for it. And yes. what I what I like to do, and I've done it a few times now, is I will eat dinner there, um, have a drink or two, and then actually head up to the Dahlia Lounge, which is on the rooftop. I love the, the Dahlia Lounge. Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have another drink. Maybe like they have some appetizers. Grab something and sit outside, and you can watch fireworks
1: from from Epcot and Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that was our um, that was our day there. And then the next day, we had um, our press event for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So and- that
0: looks super cute. I was sad, a little bit sad to lose like the prior attraction, but this looks like it was a really good um, use of the space.
1: Yeah, so I guess before we get to that, I should have brought up our breakfast though.
2: Oh, breakfast was good.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, because we had a character meal. So Topolino's Terrace is the new restaurant, it's at the top of Riviera, and it also has a beautiful outdoor. Um, Lounge and seating area where you can watch the fireworks in the evening. And it's the menu's incredible, but for breakfast, it's one of the newest character experiences. And it's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. And it is absolutely adorable. The menu was, I mean, the restaurant itself is beautiful. Um, It's an a la carte menu, but they bring out pastries, and the pastries look like they're in like a paint bucket. And they give you little sauces. That look like your different paints so like one was like maybe it was like a strawberry jelly or raspberry and another one was um, what were some of the ones they had? Um, oh, yeah. It was like some
2: kind of fruit jelly. Then there was yes. a honey butter, which I yes, basically the honey butter. ate mm-hmm.
1: my whole tables. And then there was a chocolate one as well. <laughs> the, yes, right. And then they have, you know, just a great menu too. Um, I don't know what you had for breakfast, Chelsea. I'm not a big egg person, So obviously, um, you know, they had eggs, they had um, pancakes, everything looked amazing. Um, They had frittata. They're doing a ton of that plant-based food all across Disney property. So they had some like plant-based impossible, (laughs) I think sausage that some of the people at my table ate and loved. But I had the, um, it was like filet medallions with spinach on grits. It was absolutely delicious. Oh, I had the
2: Gruyere quiche, and it was so good.
1: Oh, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know if it was a frittata. It was the Gruyere quiche.
2: It was really good. I mean, really good. And another thing I noticed was someone sitting across from me um, wasn't big into breakfast food, and she ordered waffles, and they brought out Mickey waffles, but not just Mickey waffles. They also had mini waffles with a little bow on top, so that was really Oh, cute. I've never seen Aww. those before. That's Yeah. Cute. The waiter made sure to point it out like, hey, you don't just have Mickey, but you also have mini waffles. So that was really cool.
1: Oh, very cool. That's cute. The, oh, the drinks that were delicious too. They had um, yes. mimosas and Bloody Marys. I had a Bloody Mary and that was great. Um, but others were drinking mimosas at the table and they really enjoyed those. Yeah, I liked it because it's the,
2: they have the same juice as at the Polynesian. They call it something else. I can't think of it. Um, oh, yes. And actually, the waiter. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Well, they call yes. it at Riviera. It's like Riviera something. But it's the same, same juice. And that's what I had with my mimosa. And it was
1: Yeah. Real. And the waiter was telling us that they were so excited because they let the wait staff name the juice. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. They said it was really cool. They, they got to vote on what they wanted it to be called.
2: And I can't think of it now.
1: <laughs> i know, i can't either <laughs> I, I,
2: well one thing i did notice on the menu which i actually thought was a really great idea um was they actually have autograph books plushes and ears on the menu so if you get there and you have one of those oh no i left my kid's autograph book in the room you could get one <laughs> um right you get it right there They also have plushes of all of them in their outfits, you know, their special Topolino's outfits, and then they sell the special Riviera uh, mouse ears, and Riviera is the only resort to have its own ears, so they're really pretty. They match um, everything in there.
1: And we do have to talk about the costumes that the characters wear, because they are absolutely adorable.
2: Yeah, and... how they come out like announced and they each kind of like Mickey is in um like a painter smock and when he comes out he's kind of pretending that he's painting and Donald's a sculptor and when he was announced he did his little like miming sculpting something so it's really cute how much they get into it as
1: well yes uh, they also um Minnie's had this like French Parisian looking dress on and it was all black and white and red and she looked adorable I would wear that dress.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that dress. When I saw pictures of it, I'm like you, Chelsea. I'm not a, tr- a dress person, but I would definitely buy it.
2: Yeah, and it was great. I know, like, for us, they definitely spent a really good amount of time, you know, at the table and with everyone, and I've, I've seen reviews that actually said that before, so it was nice to see that it wasn't just, like, a one-time thing, that it seems to be a trend here. They really take their time and everything.
1: For me, it was so nice, too, because I am not a fan of Chef Mickey's and, like, just that experience where this was so much more laid back and mm-hmm. uh, it was just really nice. Yeah, it's not that, like, loud chaos and
2: the menu is, for adults, you have a nicer menu. You still, for kids, have the kids' menu with everything they love on it, but for adults, it's a little bit of a step up for breakfast, I feel like. Oh,
1: absolutely. A big step up from your yeah. typical character meal.
2: And it's still, for breakfast, only one table service credit. Right. So. Right. So you could have, like, filet
1: there, or you can have, like, scrambled eggs out of a buffet somewhere else. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it was nice. Like, we
2: had our early reservation, you know, early in the morning, you're sitting, and you could look out the window, and you see the Skyliners running, because it is on that top floor. And you just have incredible views. You can actually see all the way. You can see the Tree of Life from there. So you can see three out of the four parks from that rooftop. And at night, it's uh, two credits for dinner. But you can go up there. They have, like Carrie said, the outdoor lounge. And you can see three out of the four parks nighttime shows from there. So that's really cool.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: I think it's just everything about Riviera is great. I have not one complaint or bad thing to say about it as a resort.
1: No, even their quick service meal option is is great. It's not yeah. like your typical I mean, you know, Disney really overall, like their food is great options. But I had like a Greek salad with grilled shrimp. It was delicious. And it was like, you know, big shrimp. It wasn't like what you typically would think you were getting at a quick yeah. service station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, if
2: you're on the dining plan, it's a great use of credits when you're staying there. I mean, really great. I think they're, I think everything they have there is really a step up from everything, and I hope that this trend continues. Yeah, for sure. After breakfast, we went to Disney Springs, and we got to do three things there. The first was the MBA experience, and I had the best time. Carrie knows I was running around saying this is the best day. Um, it was really <laughs> cool. I wasn't sure what it was gonna be like. Um, but it was awesome. They had a combine where they actually scan you and you, you get your wingspan and and you jump and how high your vertical leap is and then you shoot and it actually gives you like the angle of your your shots. They had a dunk room which I went in about four times just by myself dunking. You can raise or lower the hoop so that you can dunk and they they get it all on like they take pictures. So there was a lot of photo opportunities there, and it all goes on on a uh, photocast. So I wasn't expecting that many. There was just a lot. There was a lot of cool stuff there, especially if you're you're a basketball fan. And this is something the whole family can enjoy, right? Yeah, everyone can go. There's stuff, um, you know, even smaller ones that maybe you know aren't at that level of like actually playing ball yet. They did have like arcade style stuff. They had something where you can uh, put a bit. Ba- they had it was all hoops and. These giant like slingshots, and you had a basketball, and you shoot. It was almost like, like I would equate it to uh, the carnival uh, game where you shoot the water in the clown's mouth. So, but you're slingshotting basketballs, and you're playing against everyone else, and you win. And it actually tracks all your stats. So every time you do something, you tap in with your magic band, and it will tell you what place you're in, what level, and then it will actually go to your photo pass. Like I got it online, and it showed what I got, you know, what place I got in trivia. It's like a, a card, kind of, that shows everything you did and your stats for everything.
1: He'll so after- enjoy that experience a little bit more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, my my son would absolutely love it, but basketball is just not my thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was having a little bit too good of a time. There. <laughs> <laughs> and what's cool is the new, it's now offered on park hopper plus tickets you do get an admission there so i think it's worth upgrading for
1: i I would agree it's definitely worth it for that
2: yeah and it's something to do at disney springs too you know they do have the void but not everyone can do the void because there are you know restrictions on that as far as height and stuff but this everyone can go in and enjoy so after the mba experience what did y'all go to next we had lunch at city works which is brand new at disney springs it's a brewery, and it's right next door to the NBA experience between that and the Cirque du Soleil Theater. So the food I thought was great, but what was even better to me was the service. Um, they have a ton of beers there. I mean a ton. And I just asked my server, I said, what do you recommend? You know, he asked me a few questions, and he came out with something. I loved it. And for my second drink, same thing. He brought out two, you know, little samples and said, whichever one you like better, I'll bring you, you know, the full size. So, and he was, you know, just fun the whole time. I thought the service was excellent there, as well as the drinks and the food.
1: Yes, we had a nice sampling of, you know, foods that were on their menu. And it was, it was very good. Um, And then once we um, left there, they... um, sent us around to different dessert locations throughout uh, Distant Springs. It was either the Candy Cauldron, the Ganachery, or Amorats. My group, we chose to head over to Amorats. And if you've not been in there, they have some of the most spectacular-looking desserts.
2: Yeah, that's where we went, too. And, and just for,
1: like, the Instagram value alone, it was
2: awesome. Just everything was <laughs> yeah. really cute there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I had the blueberry chiffon cheesecake. So I'm actually... Really
2: plain when it comes to desserts. I'm not a big dessert person, but I had a creme brulee with fresh strawberries, and it was really good. So I was happy with that. Oh, they also showed us a few, you know, cool Instagrammable places in Disney Springs. One of them was the new Orange Bird Wall, so that was really cute. Um, I think another was, you know, in the teacups in the Disney Style Store. So there's a few places if you want to get that perfect Disney Instagram shot. There's a lot of places in Disney Springs to get that. Where did y'all go to after that?
1: That's when we headed to Hollywood Studios. You know, you get to work off some of the food? Yeah. <laughs> no, this one we got there, us again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but the first thing we did at Hollywood Studios is um, they have a new, the theater isn't new, but they have a new Mickey and Minnie short movie in the theater. Um, what, was the, what was the name of that one? Oh, it was called Vacation, Vacation Fun. Yes, and that was really cute. The chairs in the theater are adorable, yeah, so what's cool about that is you're
2: watching a Mickey Short in the Mickey Shorts theater because the chairs are all all look like Mickey shorts. they're black you know, with the red on the bottom and the the yellow buttons, so it's it's all Mickey shorts all around.
0: I thought that was super cute when I saw those pictures coming out of the shorts, yeah.
2: And they actually have a cool photo op when you get out. So the whole premise of that short is, you know, Mickey's trying to pack for vacation and he's having like flashbacks to different trips and all the flashbacks are previous um, you know, cartoons that that are released. So if you you're familiar with them, you'll you'll notice a lot and then when you come out, they have really cool photo ops based on the places that he has traveled to.
1: Yeah, it was really cute. And then as soon as they, we went through that theater, they were like, you're free to go ride the runway railway. So they had that all done up because the, um, the press event, the media event was going to be that evening, the dedication ceremony. So they had the red carpet rolled out, and, but we just walked in, you know, walked right in and rode. And it is, I absolutely loved it. I really didn't know what to expect. I can't believe that it's taken all this many years for them to have an attraction dedicated to Mickey and Minnie <laughs> when they, they nailed it. It was great.
2: Yeah, like you, I wasn't sure. I was like, hmm, how, you know, because the whole thing was, you're going into a cartoon and I was thinking, how are they going to pull this off? And they pulled it off big time. I wrote it four times that night.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wrote it twice. And it was, I mean, it was great. I was super surprised at the ride vehicles. If you've ridden Rise of the Resistance, they're trackless like that. And I wasn't expecting that. And it's just really like with each room you go into, there's just new surprises. It's super colorful. There's great music, just great elements throughout the whole thing. Loved it.
2: So one of the reasons why I wrote it so many times is exactly like you said, there's just so much going on. There's, you don't know where to look. There's something happening all around you. So every time I wrote it, I was trying to look somewhere different and figure something out because I know they do have a few Easter eggs in that ride. You know, there's a newspaper that says Oswald wins, which is a throwback to Oswald the Rabbit. There's certain dates throughout 1901 and um, 1928 or 26, I'm sorry. So it's the year Mickey Mouse was created and the year Walt was born. Yeah. Um,
1: the other thing that I would recommend to riders if possible is you want to sit in the first or second row when you're entering the train, because in the in that row, um, when you start moving, it opens up and Goofy's your conductor. So if you're sitting in those rows in that first cart, you really get a good view of that.
2: Yeah. And that's really cool how they did that with him as the conductor. Yes. It's the technology on this ride is, is really cool. And I had done a reaction after I wrote it for the first time and one of the things I said was you're going to ride that and you're going to go how did they do this how did they change this so fast like it's really it's not some little like okay we're just going to take a ride through it is a cool
1: ride and
2: everyone can ride it which is awesome
1: I was just going to say that it's totally okay for everybody in your family to ride And even though it's completely tame and it would be fine for an eight-month-old, there's still elements of it that are exciting and surprising. And um, yeah, I just was really, really impressed. I think they did a great job with it. And I think one of my favorite parts was actually
2: how you enter the ride after through that little that little movie. I don't want to. I mean, you really have to experience it for yourself. But they did an amazing job with it. Yeah, and yeah. Everything.
1: yeah, so I had, when I went to the Rise of the Resistance preview event back a few months ago, that's all they had shown us was that beginning, because you go into a, I don't want to spoil it, but you go into a room for your pre-show, and then you enter through that room. So that was the only part they had shown us at Rise of the Resistance, and I was really impressed by that few minutes. Right, so that got me, you know, excited for the attraction, and then after riding it, yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. Yeah,
2: and that pre-show really sets up like that is how you go into the cartoon. I mean, yes. one minute you're watching it, and then you're you're in it. That's right. Yeah, it makes me look forward to everything that
0: Disney's coming up with in the future, especially because they are using this new technology now. We've seen a rise of resistance. Now we're seeing it again. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Ratatouille is actually based off of this as well, too. Yeah,
2: it's also going to be that trackless Mm -hmm. ride. So the way these operate, I mean, especially like Mickey and Minnie's does actually a lot more with the ride vehicle itself than Rise of the Resistance does as far as movement and stuff. So I'm excited for Ratatouille just based on that.
0: What did y'all head over to after this?
1: Well, they had actually given us like the most coveted pass in the (laughs) land. Um, So they gave us uh, passes to ride Rise of the Resistance.
2: Oh, that's nice.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, we, yeah, we got to go right on for that. I actually this time filmed it because it was the first time I, I had been on it a few times at this point. So, you know, I never want to film the first one because I'm, I'm too excited and I want to see everything. So I'll actually be um, editing that to go up on our YouTube. So if you follow our YouTube channel, that should be up soon as well.
1: Yeah, so we did that. Um, and then they had our... Um, reception like our dinner so that was pretty cool because it was on the stage of indiana jones and they did it all mickey and minnie's runaway railway like picnic theme right yeah Um, so the foods were all kind of themed to the whole um event the you know the foods were themed to the whole event they had a bunch of great options and it was just really fun Goofy dropped from the ceiling at the end and com- Mickey confetti went everywhere. It was, it was a lot of fun. Goofy was our DJ. So in typical Disney fashion, they did it all up. And then for when that was over, we went to um, the Chinese theater and that's where they had the dedication. And that was really cool. I loved the costumes, the characters were in. It was their original costumes But they were all glitter and sparkles, and they looked great. So they had the dedication, and then they opened the ride, which then I did not get online because you could see that it was going to be much longer than what we had ridden earlier in the day. And then they had another dessert party for us in front of the theater. Needless to say, I will be on a diet before I get on my cruise. (laughs) Uh, For spring break. Because I just spent the last five days eating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, these, these events are all about food. You got to try it. <laughs> right. If, you know,
2: if I must.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Disney but, calories don't count, too.
1: So right, right. <laughs> exactly. Sure they don't. And you think, well, I'll be walking around all day. Yeah, you. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> My scale says it does not matter.
2: Well, after that, we did get a little more walking in than usual because we had had bus uh, transportation the whole time. And after that night, we we're able to take the Skyliner home, you know, well, not home, but back to, to Riviera. So that's,
1: that was not that many more steps, Chelsea. a little. I take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a great event. I loved it.
0: Okay. I know that as an agency now, we have something special that we can do. Do you want to tell us all about it?
1: Sure. After, um, the press event, I had an MTAC meeting, which I'm on a travel advisory committee with Disney. And at that meeting, they had announced that a new pilot program that they have released to certain earmarked agencies that are at the platinum and diamond level is that we can now begin to book Disney wedding and events. It was so amazing. This is something that in the past we could not assist with as travel agents. Um, We could assist with room blocks and things of that nature, but now we can actually assist with getting clients set up with their event. And I mean, their events can be as grand as you can possibly imagine, or as simple as you want to to be. So we get to the conference room at the boardwalk, and it's the same conference room that we were in the day before that we were sitting at tables and, you know, meeting space. And now we arrive, and there are these massive eight-foot-tall teapots at the doors. And we have no idea what's going to happen, but we walk in. and it's our breakfast and they had it was like we were in the story of Alice in Wonderland and there was a just a big massive door and they had our breakfast all set up and I mean in typical fashion like everything that the teapots on the tables were flower pots and you know on the buffet tables was like the Mad Hatter decor and they had the little egg frittatas were in the shape of hearts and the pancakes were in the shape of hearts. And, you know, they just did it all up. But then the Mad Hatter came in um, and he was in there for, gosh, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, just interacting with all of us. And then this big, massive door with the doorknob comes to life and starts talking to us. So, you know, he asked me what my name was. And when I told him my name, he was like, Oh, you're with Marvelous Mouse Travels. And, <laughs> you know, Ben started talking to me about how, you know, I hope you're sending all your guests for a magical vacation. And it was just really, really cool interaction. But we have this, like this entire beautiful themed breakfast event. And then people came in from the department to kind of talk to us and tell stories. And the one thing about Disney is they are storytellers. And that's kind of what sets them apart from the rest. But one of the stories they told, there were literally other people in the room that were crying listening to the story. And it was just the sweetest thing. It was a baby shower that they had done. And the baby shower was also the gender reveal. And the the mother did not know, the parents didn't know what the sex of the baby was going to be. So they tell about this whole Mary Poppin themed shower. Um, And I'll never be able to retell the story in quite the same way. But the way in which they revealed the gender of the baby was, I don't know if you remember in the story of Mary Poppins, how the paper is ripped up and thrown into the fireplace, but it goes up the chimney and then comes back down and they put it together.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, so
1: that's what it was. It was that paper torn up and put back together. And the paper was actually a letter from the baby talking about how she just knows she's going to have the best mommy and signed Amelia. It was a little girl. And that's how they found out that they were having a little girl. Like it was just like every, like just the tiniest little details of this whole entire thing was just amazing. And then they had them come in and sing, they came in and, you know, the characters and sang Toppins and then they gave Toppins to all the guests and At the end, they had a fog machine and everybody was flying kites and, you know, just, you know, whatever you can possibly imagine. So they do, you know, things from incentive trips for companies and baby showers, bridal showers, obviously weddings, sweet 16s and baptisms and, you know, any event you want. And they have so many venues throughout the property that evening. After we had our meeting, um, they took us to the boardwalk, to a place called The Attic. And it's, I mean, we had to walk down the hallway of the boardwalk and, you know, past all the rooms. And then we come to this room that's The Attic. And you go in and it's a, a venue. And it was absolutely beautiful. And it had like this outside and you're outside on this like rooftop deck overlooking the boardwalk. And you can see Epcot and the Yacht Club and over, you know, over the water, you know, and they were just showcasing that this is another type of venue that we have, you know, throughout property. Yeah, there's just so we're super excited as an agency to be able to start offering these experiences to our guests as well.
0: Well, just that story alone gave me give me goosebumps. So Right. And I an am awesome not retelling it. it
1: and I completely <laughs> missed so many of the details. But it was just, yes, is it gonna come at a premium price? Absolutely it is, but it's going to be a premium experience.
2: And you're paying for magic that you, I mean, it really is magic and you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And you can't put a price tag on certain things like that. No.
2: And I think too, with the popularity now of the new show on Disney plus with the Disney fairy tale weddings, I mean, when you're actually getting to watch it and then you're like, Oh, this is something I may want to do. Like, this is really cool to see it and not just, you know, read about it.
1: Right. And, you know, that was the other thing they were talking about, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be your crazy Disney fan that wants to have their wedding at Disney or events or whatever, because they have so many different venues and experiences. It doesn't have to be about princesses and castles. And, you know, I mean, it just it it doesn't have to be that way. It is what whatever you make of it. Um, and they were saying that when their guests come in, they think they have in their head what it is they want until they sit down with almost like an imagineer, like these planners, like the things they come up with, and you know people's focuses completely shift because they have no idea that that these things that are being presented to them are even possible. So yeah, super exciting stuff. I'm ready to do a marriage renewal now. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Well, thank you ladies so much for that conversation. I'm so glad you were able to share those updates with your recent stay. And I wanted to thank you for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. to Be one of the first to know when a new episode is released. If you'd like a quote to Disney World or any other destination, please email us at at com. I'll provide a link in our show notes. We hope that you have a marvelous week and we will talk to you soon.